Hey everyone, it's Johanna with Promo Kitchen and Access Promotions. Today I'm wearing my chef hat with fellow chef and taco lover, Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi. Hi, Johanna. Hi. And today we have a special guest from Samar. We're speaking with Renton, and we are going to talk to him today about a special topic on masks. So I know it feels like in the last few days, weeks, month, there can't be any conversation that isn't about COVID. And there's so many layers to that, health-wise, PPEA-wise, industry-wise, economy-wise, government-wise. And today we're going to focus on something that we as an industry are doing something about, and that's masks. So, Brenton, thank you for being on this episode. Thanks for talking with us. And we're really looking forward to a conversation today. Thank you for having me. Sure. So we'll jump right into it. So as we all know by now, Sanmar is aiding in helping to make these masks. When did you guys know there was going to be a big need for non-medical personal face masks? Well, for us, it feels like a year ago, but of course it really is only a few weeks. We were asked to join a phone call led by Parkdale Mills, who brought together a few of us in the textile industry to get on the phone quickly with Dr. Peter Navarro at the White House to talk about how the American textile industry could rally, like other industries have helped with other items that are needed today. But the White House wanted to talk to us together with Haynes Brands and Fruitaloom and Parkdale Mills on how we could come with a solution to solve this massive need for face masks and how we could do it as quickly as possible. And so that call was about two and a half weeks ago. And at that point, we had never made a face mask. And we now all needed to work quickly to get, at the time, the request was for 10 million masks. That's what the government needed. And wow. And of course, within two weeks, even the government's estimate for us has jumped from 10 million to 500 million masks. And I know a lot of people in our industry would say it's even greater than that to what our own industry needs to solve the demand and the need for masks from hospitals to first responders, all the way through to end users in our industry who need them for all their employees, let alone our own employees at our warehouses and everywhere else. So it's been a very 24 seven hour project for the last about two and a half weeks, you know, for us at Sandmark. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should say as well, we are recording this today. It's April 7th. So I know this will come out in a few days. It's important for everyone to know it's April 7th. You just made a good point here where things are changing daily, hourly. Information that was so relevant yesterday is quadruple as times as relevant tomorrow. So it's important that we just remember to tell the audience it's April 7th today. For us at Samar, we've been saying for the last you know month or so that we worked really hard on yesterday's plan, which was a great plan yesterday, <laughs> and it's now a bad plan today. This morning, we started talking about how the plan we made an hour ago is a bad plan. We need a new plan. So to your point, the, the market is shifting you know, incredibly, and so we're all doing our best to keep up and, of course, communicate with our employees as best we can and to get as much information to customers that's timely, that's accurate. And that hopefully lasts for a period of time so we can, you know, keep everyone as updated as possible. So true. Timely and accurate and information that will last beyond 24 hours, right? 
Correct. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when Johanna was asking you that question. I was referring back to the cloth face coverings official statements from the CDC or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which has been updated. And grateful that Johanna reminded us what day is this? Because even on their own website, and as we watch and listen to our industry news, as well as our national news, wherever you're getting your information, it seems like that just keeps moving. You know, it just keeps updating. It's like, okay, that was, that was relevant six days ago. That was relevant six hours ago, you know, which is why I started to think about this as a, as a great topic, which was, you know, originally I think they said, you know, don't waste your time with these cloth face coverings or face masks or whatever we're calling them. And then now fast forward to today, you know, they're going to be a relevant piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah, absolutely. And candidly, a few weeks ago, and what we have been focused on working with the federal government is a mask that, you know, has been designed and will be sold to the Department of Health and Human Services. And it's a three-layer mask, and it's got copper and silver, and it's got rubber to keep it close to the face. You know, it's a quality alternative for when a true FDA-approved mask is not available. So if an N95 or an other, you know, sort of real protective mask is not available, the goal from the government was, let's make one as good as possible so we've got a good alternative for people. But that's been our shift even in the last 24 hours is, yes, we're making millions of those, but we're not going to keep up with the demand of, I just need something. And that's where I think some of these, even single layer, if we need to, masks, well, face coverings, to your point, are coming into view for our customers because we're struggling with our customers to say when we are going to get enough supply into the industry to solve the demand that our customers have of a three-ply quality mask that hopefully we can get enough of over weeks and months but it's too late. People need something today. Right. And so I think that's where some of these alternatives, literally, I've seen people selling squares of fabric. We're getting demand for people wanting bandanas. And then some of these single layer cutout solutions are our best alternative to getting volume and just solutions to customers who need something at this point. And hopefully we'll get better masks into the industry in large enough quantities to keep up with demand in the future. But even for us, we're starting to shift to, geez, we've just got to solve our customer's demand of give me something today. Yeah. You can get a better one in three weeks. That's fine. But today I need something. I need a solution today. Renton, when you say our customers, you're specifically talking right now. You have two audiences, right? You were part of that consortium of Haynes Brands and Fruit of the Loom and the, you know, the industry leadership that was coordinating with the White House. But you also have really your traditional apparel decorators and promotional products folks, branded merchandise experts. Is that what you mean when you say your customers are asking for, hey, Sanmar, have you got these things? Have you got these masks, these face coverings? Correct. Our normal business, our normal customers, that's where the demand in the last you know just few days has shifted. And that's where we're getting these requests. The government still wants us to focus on the three-ply masks that we are making. Mm -hmm. And I think our customers, rightly so, are slightly frustrated, and we understand, and it's tough answers to say, well, we're prioritizing with the government to get it to first responders and to hospitals through the federal government program. 
I know they're working with the CDC and the FEMA to prioritize where those masks are going, but we're also getting calls from our customers who are rightly so, this is the activity they have today. This is what they need to solve for their end users. We all need to help solve customer problems. And I know even Marty Lott is getting calls from people who have been with Marty for 30 years plus saying, I've always got everything from you, Marty. This is what the only thing I can sell today. I need it from you, you know, and, and that's, yeah. that's tough on Marty. And so there's yeah. a big pressure within Samar that our customer, yes, is the federal government, but we are trying our best to solve our normal customer, our industry as an industry sure. solution. And that's where we're hopefully operationalizing the government program, but now really working quickly at in the next, hopefully, 24, 48 hours, getting information to our customers so they at least have visibility to what's coming. They have the ability to start having conversations with customers and solving the needs that the end user has for our traditional promotional products customer. As a follow-up, and then I'll kick it back over to Johanna, just to be clear, are you not yet really able to offer the traditional decorator, the traditional promotional product company are they not yet able to secure stock from you? Is that something you're not yet able to offer? I bet you soon will. Today, we do not have masks or coverings you know, built specifically for that purpose in our warehouses. Okay. We're working quickly to change that narrative and to get messaging, hopefully in the next 24 to 48 hours, at least, again, give visibility when they will be available in our warehouse. And we're hopefully days away from inventory in our warehouse. You know, the trick is, is just how big is the demand right. going to be and how quickly can we all as an industry keep up with the demand. But today we're hoping to have goods flowing into warehouses within the next seven to 10 days. And last follow-up to the follow-up, <laughs> sorry. Sure. I shouldn't laugh, but are these being made in the USA and is that a big factor for Sanmar? You know, when we got on the phone with the White House, they asked us to make all of these masks, all 10 million at the time, in the United States. And we have a textile plant and sewers in Tennessee where we have, you know, 150 some odd employees in Tennessee making, in normal days, t shirts and sweatshirts. And we've certainly shifted from making t shirts and sweatshirts to masks in our own Tennessee facility. Unfortunately, in the United States, especially for the government masks that requires sewing, we just don't have enough to keep up here. So we've shifted to not only try to sell fabric and get fabric to people across the country to sew this, we're also using our supply chain in Central America. And now we've been starting to shift to trying to get supply chains in other parts of the world going as well. The government really wanted to focus on U.S. textiles, U.S. companies, U.S. sewers, but they've certainly opened that up to allow us to use Central America just to keep up with the demand. Makes sense. I think one of the things that's happening as well, I know this has come up in a couple of conversations I've had with other chefs, PK and colleagues at Axis and also some clients is how do we prepare for what happens when we get out of here, right? So we're going to go back to work one day. We're going to be able to walk into a baseball game. We're going to be able to go to a concert. But what does that look like? Are we going to do those things? Are we going to do them with fear? I think the need right now, at least with what I see at the distributor with my eyes, is that people want the masks right now. There's fear and people are buying in that fear and making masks at home and doing what they can. But I also think people are, have to think about long term and should we be giving employees masks to keep at their desk for when they get back to work in case they feel sick one day or unsafe? Mm -hmm. So 
this is such a immediate conversation because the need is so grandiose and, and media is making everything hyper, everyone hypersensitive. But if we're planning for this, it just allows people like you to really plan on how you should be executing the next, not month, but two months, three months, four months. So this is not going away. No, I'm, Navarro at the White House has been very clear that the focus is to make sure we get frontline people safe. And that's the number one priority. And that our masks may be a part of that solution and a big part of that solution. But their goal is to also find ways to get this mask to everyone. We all need confidence to go back at some point to feel good about going to the grocery store, let alone going to work, let alone going to events, because the economy requires us to really get going again. It requires us to be able to leave our homes, of course. So how do we give people confidence to do that? And I do think a face mask is going to be a big part of that. So we're focused on producing the masks we have today, but we also have a number of merchandisers working around the clock as well to think about how do we then get to the next layer of, okay, I'm now going to a baseball game. What would a customer be working with that team on, on what they could give away to get people confidence to go to the baseball game, let alone a concert, let alone an event, trade show, a conference. And so what do those items look like to not only help our customers, give them great solutions for branding, and again, something to sell in the environment they were at today. But the United States economy requires people to come together. And look, our industry relies on events in a big way. And so I think we're a big part of the solution on how do we come with on products to give confidence for people to gather again? How do we give products that give companies great branding options as well? And, and so we're really focused on that next wave of products that is certainly going to hit our industry to help give more solutions, you know, for products sold through our industry. Yeah. I mean, for me, again, I'm a distributor and obviously the mass conversation is extremely sensitive right now. The requests are pouring in and people also want to be educated about what type of mask, which is a completely different conversation and a whole new podcast. But there's a lot of things that we're doing to make sure that we're selling the right items and having the right conversations. But product in general, for me, in the last few weeks, has shifted so much. All of a sudden, People don't realize the importance of a webcam cover, right? They're working from home more and they're seeing the importance for webcam covers. And I think they'll think about stuff like that long term. Obviously, antibacterial spray. There is so much product within our industry that I think we're going to be thinking about for the next few months way more than we were last year. Jumping into the next question, just want to talk a little bit about numbers, which I know you've touched on. How many have you made so far? What does it look like for you in terms of production in a week, month? What are you guys projecting in terms of numbers for? production. Yeah. I mean, we're retooling quickly for what I would call a face mask, which would either be a double or triple three-ply mask with sewing and rubber involved. Our goal is to get that up to over 10 million masks a week. So we pretty much built a supply chain to make that today, and we continue to find ways to ramp that up. You know, the single-ply options can be made fast. They're just cutouts. And so I think that you know, today we've certainly ramped up to 10 million plus of the sewn face mask, which is washable and reusable. And then we are looking at ways to, you know, there's some in the industry, but potentially bring some more of the single ply solutions in, you know, where you can make millions a day to at least give us something for the meantime. So that's where we are from a capacity today. That's a lot of face masks. Right? That's a lot of face masks. And <laughs> but as I'm hearing those numbers, I'm hearing that's a lot of face masks. That's not nearly enough face Is masks. Is it enough? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not. You know, it's certainly all hands on decks. 
you know, one of the things that we're working with, there's lots of positives around the project. A lot of the sewers who are coming to work to make these face masks are in countries where economic activity is just really important to workers making our product. I mean, there's just wonderful stories around the world of people who make apparel and what it does to local communities. And so we take that responsibility greatly. And this is a big part of that. How do we help people? Because there's not a lot of t-shirts and sweatshirts being sold in the world. So how do we give people the ability to come to work and still get a wage and keep them busy with sewing? So that's fantastic. On the other hand, we need to be careful that we're safe with employees and that we have proper social distancing. We're taking all the right requirements to make sure that locations are clean and safe because we don't want this to become a situation where this is causing spread of the virus. So part of this is making sure not only we ramp up quickly, but we ramp up in a way that's obviously safe for the workers, where we have really great positive stories of getting economic activity to sewers and textile plants around the world. But safety is really, really important as we move forward with that. 100%, 100%. I can imagine the concern that Sanmar has being you know, that you have staff globally and that you're trying to be part of the solution and not jeopardize those workers' atmospheres. A lot on your plate today, Renton. <laughs> yeah, it's been an immense challenge. I mean, it's really been a 24-hour, seven days a week job for a lot of people at Samar, and the team's done a fantastic job, but there are a lot of needs, and it's hard to see the end in sight, but we're certainly working hard to get there. And Our focus has been on the frontline workers, and that's where We've been really honored to be a part of the government consortium to make sure that those are getting prioritized. But there are so many needs and they're happening so quickly. It is hard to keep up. And it's why our lives are hour to hour, and especially our supply chain teams are hour by hour as we continue to try to push to get as much. There's just massive needs. There's also massive needs in a lot of places where we're making the product. So we're working with local governments, for instance, in Honduras, where we do have plants and sewers, that they need masks as well. So yeah. we're also working to make sure that we're responsibly working with local governments to ask what they need and working there as well. I don't remember being as challenged professionally as the last 14 days, certainly. Lots of positive things and you go from just fantastic, the plane left and there's boxes of masks and you're so excited, but then you realize, geez, we're so short, we've got to do more. So it has right. certainly been professionally, personally challenging coming in and out of joy of what we're doing and as well <laughs> as the fear of we haven't done enough. So that's what a lot of us at Samar and I know a lot of our customers are dealing with, you know, those same feelings. That's a really good point. There are so many highs and lows from all those surveys. Like I'm a big feelings person and always in tune with that. And there are so many highs and lows on every level of everything we're doing personally, professionally right now. I can't imagine what it's like to have this victory that you're able to help in some small way and manufacture these and really give back, but also like the fact that we're in the position to have to do this. It must be really overwhelming for you. I was listening to a podcast this morning, completely different podcast, not industry related, but it was talking to someone at a funeral home, way different industry. Yeah, wow. And you can imagine going into an industry like that, that you sort of know what you're signing up for and it's very black and white and you do the job. And they were interviewing someone that said, that the demand is so crazy right now and there's families that can't come to funerals and they're mourning via FaceTime and honoring their family as much as they can, however they can. And this person that was running the funeral home had said he had been doing it for 30 years and it was the first month in his whole professional career 
it is really getting to me. The volume and what I'm seeing for the first time in my life is overwhelming for me on a level that I never thought I'd experience. So clearly a different industry in a, in a whole different ballgame, but it made me realize that we are all feeling these crazy, intense, real feelings over something that's just so frightening. From a positive standpoint, my view over the last few weeks is that in normal times, there are a lot of people working as competitors. In normal times, they're you know fighting for orders and they're competitors through and through from a supplier standpoint. But over the last few weeks, all of those have come together. And whether it's Haynes and Fruitaloom, whether it's Gildan, whether it's companies like American Giant who aren't necessarily in our industry but are making product in the United States, everyone is on the phone together. We have head of supply chains working on how we solve this. And it's been a really positive thing to watch where you bring competitors together to solve this and they're all working together. We're all sharing best practices. We've had some people who would generally be thought of as competitors in our plants to see how we're making product. We're sharing patterns. We're sharing ideas. We've really come together from the manufacturer's standpoint. And we're on the phone very frequently with people from Haynes and Fruit, especially Gildan is a part of trying to come in and support us as well. I mean, there's a number of players who are really working hard together to solve this. And I know that as we get supply, that's what's going to happen with our customers. I know our customers are going to rally. I know our whole industry is going to rally here and people who are normally competitors are going to be talking and working because we're all in this together. And I'm excited to see that next stage as more inventory gets into the industry, how our whole industry turns this into a massive positive for all of us. And so that's going to be really exciting to see as we turn that corner and get inventory flowing. That's so cool that you shared that, Rhett. I almost started to get goosebumps thinking about it because it's not easy to let the guards down, to let the barriers down, to feel that there's a greater purpose. So thank you so much for sharing that because it does help sow some seeds of positivity for our audience. We've got so many listeners in our crazy industry. I call it the island of misfit toys. Sure. Well, guess what? We've got a new toy that we're all asking about, which are these face masks. And I got to tell you, I was a little concerned. I mean, my whole thought process has, has greatly shifted. And maybe that's true for others too. When I first saw that people were going to be able to purchase, I guess, for lack of a better description, a face mask for personal use that was non-medical, that was a personal type use, just thing, this this product that would help in some way, maybe a small way, but it would be helpful. And I thought, oh boy, this is profiteering. This is not cool. Really? We're going to brand these things? You know, like, you know, I started to get a little carried away and I could see, okay, next year at PPAI and at ASI and at Impressions Expo, we're going to have people wearing these like never before. And they're going to be branded with their logos or their catchphrases or their themes. And I thought, is that really going to happen? And it bugged me at first. It was like I was not prepared for this. And that probably it's because culturally here in the United States, you know, we don't wear masks very often. I think in other countries, they've been a little bit more likely to wear those. But I don't know, maybe that's just me getting out of my own way and getting out of my own head. And But seeing the shift now to where I've seen a lot of different ideas, a lot of different offers, there's a lot that people are offering in traditional channels, you know, purchasing something at a wholesale price to be able to resell it as a promotional product, as a branded, decorated item. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Is that on anybody's mind at Sanmar about 
Is this just another skew that we're adding to the line? I think it's a good question. And if you think about our industry, I think our industry brings people together. Our industry brings confidence. It brings happiness a lot of times. I'm proud to wear something with the logo of my school, of my company, something that's personal to me, right? So if you think about that's what we sell. Now, if science tells us we should be wearing masks and that's going to give us science base is going to say that's what we should be doing, let alone just the overall confidence it could bring to our economy, then I don't think that there's a better way to get people excited to wear something than for our industry to help make that happen. I had a white mask sent to me and it looks very medical. Would I wear it to the grocery store? Probably today, but a week ago, maybe in my own vain way, I thought, well, no, this is looking <laughs> yep. too medical and my friends might see me, you know. That's and, where I was. That's right. Where I and, was. Then, yeah. and then I was sent one uh, last week that was actually made out of some fabric that we make for the US military, that's sort of a brown color, and it was really nice. And I felt really great about putting it on. I think that if science says we should be wearing masks, I think our industry is going to help people get there faster because I think if you do make great designs yeah, and if you make them personal to people, people are going to want that. And I think it's going to make us want to wear them out. And hey, if that's good and that's what we've been told to do, I think our industry could be a big part of moving us all forward in doing that. That's exactly where I have arrived in the last 24 to 48 hours was thinking exactly like that. So I'm so glad to hear you say that, that I wasn't the only one. I went through that same emotional roller coaster of really, I got to go to Walgreens and Safeway with this thing on, you know, to how cool is it going to be when four or five months from now, things are back to some version of normal, our new normal, and we're going to have events both for recreation, both for entertainment and as well as business where this is a normal thing. And it's totally cool to like fly your colors, right? For your favorite team or your favorite brand or your favorite company and that it won't be considered odd or awkward. Because for me at first it was, and I was upfront with that. And so thank you for sharing that because I think you're right. You're 100% right. This is an industry that has for years specialized in a utility of usefulness. Like it's not just something to give away. It has a real world value. And what could be more important than to see our apparel companies You guys are like the titans of our industry. And to see you pivot to make these really important products that quite honestly could, I don't want to get too carried away here, but could prevent a serious illness. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, right? No, not at all. It's amazing. I mean, I had the same exact thoughts a week ago. I wasn't going to wear the mask. I thought maybe it looked silly. And yesterday I had to make my grocery trip, which candidly, I'm in a home where I have children and they're young and they don't come to the store with me anymore. That stopped about two and a half weeks ago. And my husband is really good health. He's young. He's 39, but he's type one diabetic. So there's a real fear in my house. So I'm the one that goes to the store. No complaints. I'm happy that I can go. I go once a week, if that at this point. And I was in the store yesterday with masks. And the problem now is that, and I like getting emotional thinking about this is I'm wearing the masks and I understand that's the reality. But it also makes me extremely sad. And I don't typically feel like an anxious person. I know I started this podcast saying people's emotions are all over the place these days. But yesterday when I was in the store wearing the masks and the gloves as instructed by my husband, 
I started to get hot because it was making me warm. And then I started to think about where I was and the people around me. And that made me a little anxious. And I, I felt like it was almost the verge of a panic attack. And it's as much as the need is there. It's also so overwhelming. You see other people wearing masks. You're wearing masks. It's just this like trickle down effect of anxiety now. So yes, I felt better as a person for wearing one, but still overly fearful and not happy about it, right? Not I'm saving the world or I'm saving myself more like this is scary times. Well, it's totally new to most of us. I mean, think about it. It's totally something we've never really done before. We've seen other countries and in Asia specifically where they've been doing this for quite a while. Maybe it's because the density, maybe it's the culture, it's no big deal to them. But to us, it's probably producing anxiety for a lot of folks, Joe. And I know for me, I had to get over my silly feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. It's just totally uncharted, new, slightly awkward. So I'm looking forward to where we're not feeling anxious about them, to where it is yeah. kind of okay thing, and it's probably the right thing, and it's a helpful thing. And to know that partners like Sanmar and others have helped facilitated this process for all of us apparel geeks and all of us promo peeps to be able to not only have them, but to be able to sell them and to be able to be part of that supply chain, it's going to be pretty cool. I don't know, maybe I'm getting optimistic here, but having a branded merchandised face mask that is helpful and promotes confidence, it's kind of a big deal. So there is some science behind it. It is helpful. Actually, piggybacking on that. So how do you feel about them being branded right now? Do you feel like they should be branded or blank? You know, it's a hard question and let's hope that changes over days as we get enough. I mean, for us, we are trying to ask people to prioritize masks to hospitals, to first responders, to people who are really on the front needs because there's such a shortage there. You brought up senior centers. I mean, someone said, why don't we say hospital senior centers? Because certainly here in Seattle, that's been one of the really risk spots. And so you know, for us, I think if you ask me at this hour, I would say that that should be our focus of masks. But as we've talked about hour by hour, I think that that will change and hopefully we solve the needs there. And others are a part of that, not just in our industry, obviously 3M and others are, are working quickly to ramp up medical grade masks as well. So hopefully we, over the next days, weeks, we shift towards frontline people who have to wear them. They don't have a choice that we get them in their hands. And then I think we work quickly to make sure that everyone else feels comfortable. Again, if the science suggests we should be wearing them, I think the better we can do as an industry to help our customers with branding and decoration, I think that that's great. Yeah. My wife is proudly Canadian and she would want nothing more than to walk around with her friends with a Canadian flag on her mask. And even though I'm Canadian, she would embarrass me doing it, but that's why probably she wants to do it as well. But I know she would put her mask on more if she had that. And so, Proudly Canadian. It would be yeah. a giant red maple leaf, right? That's right. So I think today my answer would be we're really focused on frontline and making sure masks get where they need as fast as they can go. But I do think we should all be thinking about what are the mask designs in ways that people are comfortable wearing them that can be easily put on and off or kept on in a way that are comfortable, that can be branded. And I think that certainly for us, while all of our manufacturing is focused front lines, certainly our back end office and merchandisers are working hard to think about what is that next iteration to give people confidence that they can wear them more and they can be branded and personalized, you know, to help get us there. So I think it's all hands on deck, fast as we can on both fronts. 
you know, I think that's our focus at the moment. That's a good focus. It is. Is there anything you want the promotional products industry and apparel decoration markets to know about the masks or anything you want to share about them? I certainly want the industry to know that we're working hard. I will say that we know we're disappointing customers because we don't have inventory of something they need. And for us, that's a really hard thing to say because as a company, Samar, for almost 50 years now, we pride ourselves on when you need it, it's there. And so for us as an industry, making sure people know we are working as hard as we have ever worked to get this done is really important. And we will get there and we will have inventory and service our customers the way that people expect from us. And we understand that there's frustration and we understand there's massive needs and we're certainly working hard to get there. I think that's our biggest message today that we're having to tell customers. And we hope in the next hours and days here to have more information and be even more transparent with where we are from a manufacturing standpoint. I think for us, that's important. Well, as a, again, I think I've mentioned that I'm a distributor 18 times during this call, but again, as a distributor, I can (laughs) proudly speak on behalf of every distributor that no one feels disappointed or upset with what you're doing or how you're doing it. I think we are all on the same boat. Our clients have been understanding about you know, pressure to get POs in because of stock and we're all doing the best we can. I think we're applauding you way more than anyone's disappointed about stocks. Do not feel one second Agreed. that that's crossing my mind. Unless you don't get my order though, then you're in big trouble. Thank you. <laughs> and let me, if I could, I want to echo that same sentiment. It's been a point of pride for us to see that great blue Sanmar logo in so many news feeds where we recognize that you know the ball is moving forward. And as an apparel decorator, since Johanna keeps saying she's a distributor, so also as an apparel decorator, it was exciting to me to see that many of the manufacturers are choosing to use 100% cotton product because it helps a lot of folks that are both screen printers as well as digital printers, direct-to-garment printers, who can look to the future of this being a new normal of a product that they can brand and that they can promote and that they will see themselves as part of the solution. So I applaud, Sam. I'm thrilled, Renton, that you took the time with us today and helped share so much important information. Thank you. I think the one last thing I'll add is that we are excited to start celebrating what our customers can do. And I will say internally at Samar, there's big debate because however politically you fall, there's a lot of talk that our customers would likely be the fastest way to get product to hospitals, to first responders. And if you look at what our industry has done from a speed standpoint, someone gets hired today, they get a shirt tomorrow. And I think the speed of our industry, the exciting things that we can do to ultimately bring people together, I don't think there's an industry in the United States that could be as successful as helping this fight as our industry. And so I think that's our pressure is that we've got a flow to the federal government But we know this flow to our customers is going to be likely more efficient and most efficient at getting it done. So I think that's our pressure as well. And I hope our customers are celebrating that and are ready to join the fight as we get inventory. And I know that together we're going to make a big impact here. Excellent point. Well, thank you again. Thank you for doing this. Fabulous. Thank you for your time, Renton. Thank you, Johanna. This was awesome. I can't wait to get this content out. Let's go eat a taco. Let's go eat tacos next time we're together in Long Beach. Woohoo! Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org slash donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.